right, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Gluck, and today it's a How I Got Here version of the podcast with Josh Williams, who drives in the Xfinity Series, drives the number 90 car for DGM Racing. And basically, I was almost looking for an excuse to talk to Josh because he has a great personality. Always enjoy hearing him on the radio, and I never met him before. Um, Kind of wanted to just get his thoughts on the podcast about what it's like to drive in, you know, sort of a lower funded team um, in the Xfinity series, you know, guy who doesn't get a lot of a spotlight, but, you know, we've seen recently with a Ross Chastain's people who drive back there have great stories themselves and are very talented and uh, just wanted to get his thoughts and, and see what he's all about. So kind of use that uh, as a reason to do that. So the weekend we talked, he was actually the, being the crew chief for Andy Lally, not always a driver, um, but he was the crew chief for the Roval race. But hopefully you'll enjoy his story. And let's take a listen to how Josh Williams got to where he is today. All right, everybody, I'm here with Josh Williams. And uh, Josh, you, as I was just telling you before we turn this on, uh, every time I hear you on the scanner, you are you have quite a personality. And I'm always like, I'll always like stay on your channel for a little while after I hear you. I'm like, oh, man, this guy. So uh, I just thought it'd be fun to get you on the podcast and talk about your story. Um, we're sitting here in the hall of your crew chief today and not driving. But um, how did this all get started for you? Like, did you grow up thinking that you wanted to be part of racing? Uh, I mean, yeah. But uh, first off, thanks, you know, for having me on the show. Yeah. But, uh, man, I just I played normal sports as a kid. You know, I uh, started racing. I was four and a half years old running go-karts. kind of the, you know, typical race car driver story. But um, did you have a racing family or was it something? That, I did. Yeah, I did. My dad, uh, he started racing in Indiana and then I moved to Florida. Um, you know, then had me, he raced, you know, just South Florida short track, stuff like that. Uh, he's won championships and, uh, most of the track records that I had to break in Florida were his. So, uh, okay. you know, he's, a uh, he's the reason why I race, you know, I always went to the racetrack with him when I was little, um, when I raced go-karts and quarter midgets and things, he'd race open wheel modifieds or late models or sportsman cars. And, you know, it's just, I loved it. You know, something about it was just, it intrigued me a lot. And, um, just a different feeling you know winning races and getting your picture taken on the front stretch and things like that uh the checkered flag's addicting <laughs> i can tell um so when you're little and you know are you thinking like nascar all the way like that was what you wanted to be involved in um not really you know i would probably say up until i was about 14 you know i was just racing just to race and, and go to the next level you know i really wasn't thinking oh man i want to be a cup driver but okay um i'd probably say the year before i started racing in the arca series uh, when i turned 15 i was like man you know I, I think we could make this a career and um stick with it and then maybe race in the cup series one day so i've always uh tried to make that my goal and open every door i can and it's uh it's a tough road to do it um, if you're someone like me you're trying to do your own deal and it's, uh, I wear a lot of hats when I'm at the racetrack, so it's a little different story than your typical driver. Yeah, so I'm assuming nobody ever was like, hey, here's a pile of money and congratulations. So it sounds like you've had to do this all yourself. How did it go? How did you progress from ARCA and winning a couple races there and then to like where you, where you are ultimately where you are now and stuff? Um, you know, my family has supported, uh, you know, all of my racing, you know, up until the ARCA series. You know, we... Uh, we did have Muscleman's Applesauce as a sponsor there for a little while. We've had uh, a few smaller sponsors, you know, um, 
go puck cranks audio you know we've had just a few people come in um off the side when we were running the arca series to help us out a little bit and we were low budget you know i mean we buy scuff tires from some of the bigger teams and practice on them things like that and uh you know they quit selling the scuffs after a while because we were beating them so they were getting <laughs> a little upset but um wow it's uh it, it's hard for a family um you know you see a few family-owned teams even in xfinity but it's just tough to to race against these big guys with all the funding and like you said somebody just here here's a couple million go play yeah we we haven't opened that door yet but uh we're not gonna stop until we find it you know there's uh we're working with some really good people now um in the xfinity series you know on a on a lower budget scale with uh sleep well and uh, also um startron so they're uh they've helped us out a lot to get to this point in the xfinity series so uh, just trying to build relationships, open doors, and uh, hopefully we knock on the right one and they hand us a pile of money and we get to go play. So when you won um, a couple times in ARCA, were you thinking, oh my gosh, you know, surely people are going to notice now and things are going to get a lot easier and it just didn't happen that way? Like what what was the aftermath of that? Um, not really. I mean, I knew, I know, you know, the position we were in, the way yeah. the racing model is held now compared to what it used to be. Um, for us that was huge i mean that was like winning the championship to us you know having one car a dually truck pulling a gooseneck trailer and just you know running against the big boys and winning races so that was uh that was like a win for us and i knew it wasn't going to be some spectacular oh i'm going to get a cup ride tomorrow but yeah um it did kind of open some people's eyes that really didn't know much about me like they knew who i was i knew you know we ran up front and stuff like that but you know, sealing the deal and, and winning a couple races in the Arca series, they were like, man, this, this guy is, you know, he's actually the real deal. Like he's pretty good. So. Yeah. How's it been so far in Xfinity and like, what are some of the struggles and triumphs that you have here? Uh, I think the, the struggles are always the normal struggles, you know, uh, tires, pit crews, motors, cars, you know, quality of equipment, things like that. Uh, the good thing about it is I'm getting a lot of seat time. Um, I'm learning a lot, you know, about the cars and the different, setups things like that uh, different tracks getting a lot of seat time uh, unfortunately i don't get to play here at the roval but uh, uh, maybe next year but it's uh i like it it's just a learning curve you know what i mean i didn't i'm not uh i haven't ran all the races this year you know just a limited schedule things like that but for me I'm, I'm learning a lot and i'm okay with that so what's your you know obviously since you don't have you know the same funding that some of these people you're competing against do what's your goal like when you go out there um i mean do you do you like have certain numbers in mind or just to complete all the laps like what are you looking for um it's kind of i don't know if you've heard Corey lajoy joke a little bit about like his uh gt4 class or whatever in the cup series like you know we call it like different levels you know so, okay so if we could if we can win our class you know like 20th 25th if we can win our class that's great for us so um, you know, like our finish in Vegas, we finished 20th on two sets of tires with no pit crew. Wow. You know, so I that's mean. That's crazy. For us, that's that's phenomenal. And um, it's it's tough, but you got to just race your race and not worry about, you know, the circumstances. Like when you come down pit road and you know you're going to put on 30 lap tires, you're like, man, these guys are going to drive away from me here for a minute. But, yeah, you know, once it all levels out, it's not so bad. So you have days like that. Um are you kind of like, oh my gosh, like people need to be paying attention to this. Like, look, look at what we're doing here. Look what we're accomplishing. Cause you know, it's hard for like, from a media standpoint, everybody's looking at the front or, you know, right. it, it, the Vegas situation, um, like with Ross Chastain yep. winning, you know, yeah, that's, exactly. everything's focused on that. But are you kind of like waving your arms over there? Like, Hey, like pay attention to this, this second sort of race too. 
Um, I think, um, I mean, yeah, that's, uh, it would be nice, you know, to, for a lot of people to maybe focus on, you know, the later half of the field. Cause I mean, that's where most of the good racing is. A lot of people miss it, but that's where most of the good racing is. Um, but you know, talking about Vegas and Ross winning, that was big for, you know, drivers like myself and, you know, a, a few other drivers in the Xfinity field, you know, I, I mean, Ross is, you know, just like me. We raced at the same racetrack in Florida. We beat each other's fenders off. We've wrecked each other. We've fought, you know, we've, uh, we're past all that now. We were like 14 years old, but <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it, we work hard, you know, we're, we work hard Monday through Friday and we race on Saturdays. You know, we don't, we don't just race on Saturdays and wait till next Saturday. You know, we got jobs, you know, we, things like that. So it, it was really, I was like, man, that's cool because I can do it. You know, right. you just, you got to get that opportunity. You know, you just got to be in that good car. You got to be in that good piece and, and show everybody what you can do. And, you know, say if you get in a good car and you can run fifth, run fifth. You know what I mean? Don't tear it up trying to win a race or, you know, but unless you get wrecked by Harvick, then it's an unfortunate <laughs> situation. Yeah. What's your, what's your like week like? What do you do during the week? Uh, me and my fiance, uh, Treja, she, uh, me and her own a property preservation company. So we clean out foreclosed homes, uh, we maintenance them, things like that, uh, fix anything that's broken to get it ready for the bank to sell. Uh, so we do that through the week. Um, I also own JW Motorsports, which is, you know, what we use for the ARCA series. And uh, we build some cars for some people. We do a lot of short track stuff, you know, street stocks, modifieds, uh, late models. Uh, we build some road race cars for some people. So there's a lot going on during the week. And then uh, we try to race on the weekend. So somebody's like, hey, um, yeah, the bank just, we just foreclosed on this house. And the, uh, the previous owners like trashed it before they left. Josh, uh, you and your fiance come in and we're going to need you to clean this place up so we can sell it. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty much what we do. And, uh, we're like a third party. So there's a middle person in between us and they just, uh, feed us jobs and we go in and finish them. And so you're like doing the work yourself, like repairing walls or something. Oh yeah. Like yep. Wow. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. How did you get into that? Um, uh, a mutual friend of ours talked about it they were like, thinking about doing it and um i talked to her about it i said let's just try it and see what happens you know we got a truck we got a trailer we got some equipment and stuff so let's uh let's give it a shot and you know we started with it and we're still gaining on it you know we're not making a bunch of money but you know it's uh it's helping us out a lot you know as far as getting things prepared and stuff like that so it is it not i mean i guess i think it would be kind of humbling like you know here you finish 20th at a NASCAR race, it's like watched by a couple million people or something. And then you're like, clean out these houses the next week. You're like, Hey, like, man, the, the glory was like right there. <laughs> and now I'm here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't mind it though. You know, it's, that's just who I am. I'm yeah. just a normal person like everybody else. And uh, I think that's what people enjoy about me. It's like, I'll sit down, I'll have a conversation with you at the racetrack. I mean, I, even if I don't know who you are, you know, it's like, we'll be, pushing through the garage somewhere and somebody's just standing there and i'm like hey you want to push a race car they're like oh yeah really they don't know it's because we only got two people pushing but you know <laughs> they think it's cool but you know right. you have a conversation with them you get to know people and you make fans and i just think it's cool to give people the time of day and you know i i don't know if you've seen or not but like our hospital tours that we do when we go to these racetracks and stuff children's hospitals we go visit them all over the country and uh we just try to share the love and like i said i'm just a normal person man i just i'm just a race car driver on the weekends what else do you want people to know about you who might not be familiar with your story? Um, 
I'd like for them to know that I'm a I'm a real racer. I'm the old school racer where people, you know, used to enjoy watching NASCAR. They like that guy with, you know, he's a little rough, things like that. You know, he's not afraid to voice his opinion or get out and go rough you up a little bit or something like that. Or, um, you know, I also get along with people in the same way. So uh, just want them to know that I am the old school model and, you know, I'm, I'm a real racer and I don't want them to give up on the sport thinking there's none of us left. To you, uh, I always ask people in closing um, for recommendations of people that want to make it to where you are. Mm-hmm. So, like, if somebody's out there listening, they're like, man, like, I really have this dream. Um, is it still possible to make it the way that you have? Um, I, I think it's still possible. Uh, is it getting uh, harder and harder by the day? Yes, it is. Um, the biggest thing is, is, you know, always be yourself. You know, uh, focus on your dream, accomplish your goals, and do what you have to do to accomplish those goals. You know, if you've got to put in the work and you got to go fly here to meet this person to see if, you know, they want to sponsor your race car, and even if you waste two days out of your time and they say no, you never know. That could change in a couple of years, but they know who you are. You went there. You put in the effort. You just have to you have to want it, you know what I mean? And, and uh, you know, on my Twitter it says, when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. So I feel like, you know, I try to base my model off of that and just give it all I got. Wow, that's really cool. Well, thank you for taking time out of your crew chief duties to (laughs) join us here today. I appreciate it. Yep, thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right, everybody, so there you have it. You know, listening to Josh's story, um, there's so much there that I feel like is is lost in modern-day NASCAR, guys who have real jobs and, you know, kind of the 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 rough-around-the-edges types that we don't, don't get to hear a lot about. Um, I wish there would be a way where, you know, the Corey LaJoy idea of the GT class or that secondary class, if TV or NASCAR could sort of highlight that, you know, like here's a low budget team. Let's watch this battle too. Um, I know, you know, NASCAR probably wants to more highlight the even playing field and parody and things like that. But if, if there was a way to spotlight these guys, um, obviously, you know, if you listen to his story, it's like, wow, this is a really interesting person, um, but, you know, we don't even really know about these guys in general. At least I don't. So I figure if I don't, then you you guys probably don't, too, as far as their personality, their background, things like that. So anyway, just uh, enjoyed that. And, and thanks to Josh for taking the time to share his story on a busy race weekend. Coming up on the next edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck podcast, it's going to be a post-race podcast talking about the Kansas race, which is an elimination for Cup. Hopefully I will have Jordan Bianchi do another podcast as we did two weeks ago after Dover and we can break that down after the race. And then coming up Tuesday, it's going to be a 12 questions interview with Ryan Blaney. So make sure to check that one out as well. In the meantime, just want to say thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next time on the untitled Jeff Gluck podcast.